Yes, guys, what is happening? Hey. Podcast episode five, lads. Jesus, we're four down already. Yeah. How quick are the weeks going, by the way? Yeah, we're just cruising. This, I think this year is this year's flying. Yeah, I think the older you get, time flies, doesn't it? Honestly, it, it does. I can't believe we've four down. Yes, guys, episode five, absolutely buzzing. Here with the uh, the Shane Murray, Jules Aguirre, aka Sharon, aka. We've got a nickname for Jules. Jules? Yeah. What do you mean? You just said it. We don't, we don't have a nickname for you. just literally no. everything that Sharon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, I have to get it in all the time. You just, just asked for my nickname while saying my nickname. I know, Julian? We've got uh, the coffees. Got the coffees, oh, we're yeah, change of scenery, we're in the living room today. I had to wait yeah. about three hours for Shane this morning. Mix up. Uh, yeah, uh, I was on taxi duties for, for Jules today, yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah, I was just traveling now and a half. In the hot, <laughs> on the, in the hot. Yeah, with no aircon. Guys, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast you're so walking, far. You're walking, you're like, walking, yeah, just get the bus. Oh, the lines are going nice. Me and Shane had like a nice drive. Yeah, it was good. Did you? Yeah. Just discuss different topics that we were gonna just bring okay. out in the podcast, but then realised we're a football page. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, just one quick thing. We just apologies if you hear some squeaking of the chairs. Uh, we need to get new chairs, probably. Lee, Lee bought his table and chairs from yeah. Kmart. So. <laughs> hey, you relax yourself. This is a nice table. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you're a coach or a player or just someone that loves football that you're getting at least a few things out of it um, we've got some interesting stuff we want to talk about today uh, buzzing for it boys yeah buzzing cool. for it I think next week we should bring in a, another guest I think, so. I think we should try and get a player in next week yeah well, we've got a few people in mind so we just got to get on the bed on yeah sort of then Shane said he's got a really good guest apparently yeah next week yeah he's going to keep it to himself though I was listening to episode four and Shane, you know, trying to spill the goss on the storage thing. He just buckled, didn't he? He buckled off. It, mate, what do you mean? Like under the I thought, I thought you had like inside goss, you know what I mean? No, I'm not biting. Guys, I want to tell you a little story actually. We've got like obviously a little iMessage group going on, the three of us. And uh, me and Jules went to the Socceroos game last night. Uh, Tim Cahill. Ponce Lebanon. Yeah, uh, Socceroos versus Lebanon. Tim Cahill's last game for the Australian national team, um, which was which was good. We can actually say we were there on his last game, Jules. Yeah, what a legend. Shane, on the other hand, obviously can't. Yeah, busy last night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Relax yourself, Aaron, lad. Um, Retired. Anyway, anyway, back to my story. Me and Jules were trying to get him to come. <coughs> the principal was there. We just wanted Shane to spend some time with the lads, but he didn't want to come. But what about his nibble? Boys, oh, boys I spend Guys, pretty like, much 95% of the week with this. <laughs> and the one chance to get to chill out. Yeah, but honestly, like... Chill? It was honestly like chapter four of Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone. Your message. It was that no, long. it was the biggest oh. nibble. <laughs> I've ever seen. Anyway, shout out to Tim Cahill um, with an amazing career for the for the Socceroos. Um, an amazing player, great role model to young players. And He's generally a football legend as well, not just in Australia. 100, and that's coming from Probably. a massive, massive Liverpool is, fan. Is he the is he the biggest Australian player? 100. percent I think so, man. Is he? A, he's up, yeah. Like for tough me, the but he's up there for sure, man. For me, yeah. Just because he's obviously played in three World Cups, hasn't he? Four. Four? Four, yeah. Oh, six, ten, forty, yeah, four, you're right. Four World Cups, yeah. Miss, yeah. One thing, one thing you always remember for is he is a big, big game player. We discussed that yesterday, yeah, we didn't we? 
he, even when he was at Everton, he would always score past Liverpool and, and score in the big games. But um, now, nah, big shout out to Tim Cahill um, for an he, amazing career. He's still playing, though. Now, yeah, I think he's still playing. I mean, I, I'm not too sure. He was in India last for a little bit, just yeah. Short-term contract. But great, great career with with the Socceroos and just. Hopefully, if, if, if Tim Cale was to ever listen to our podcast, <laughs> not too sure. Yeah. Congratulations, mate, and the uh, whole of Australia, we're, we're very proud of you. And let's crack on with the podcast this week, Giuliano. Yeah, so. I, I don't want to ask you, but yeah. I'm sick of it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, we need sure you back, you ready, fit. This week, guys, we announced um, that we're coming to Melbourne. Yeah, sorry. All over the social media, literally just posted a video about an hour ago. And, and the three of us, plus Jordy, plus Sean, super excited to work with the players in Melbourne. Please head over to our Instagram, Facebook page, have a look at the video we just posted. We're doing an elite camp and one-on-one and small group sessions. Uh, one thing I want us to talk about now, actually, Shane, Jules, is just the word camp, soccer camp or football camp. And, we tried our best, didn't we, to come up with a different name or a different word because yeah. there's so many soccer camps out there around the world. Um, but some the word camp, I believe, can definitely scare the older players away. Yeah. Uh, but we believe our camps are unique, they're different. Uh, we challenge our players, the focus is on them, improve them technically and, and challenge them in a, in a team and, and, and group environment. Uh, we want to try and get rid of the word camp yeah. just make sure that everyone's aware that our training camps are fully focused on football and that it's not babysitting you know we want to work with dedicated players what are your thoughts Shane? no no it's just we yeah we we tried to figure out another name but it's very hard to, to try and think of a, something different than camps because I know you might not get the players that the older players but then the younger players when they think camp they actually enjoy it as well do you know what yeah. I mean? So you can attract players by the word camp, but also with the older players, maybe not so. We called it elite training, um, but that doesn't really tell you that we're doing groups, does it? So it's, it's really hard. What, what, what are your thoughts, Jules, on, on that? Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, most holidays, yeah, you have camps, as, as everyone knows it. Yeah, so I think if you try and change the word, especially all of a sudden, maybe players and parents won't really get know confused. That. Yeah, they might get a bit confused. So I think we had to keep it that way, but I think. Um, obviously we're not trying to downplay what other other academies or whatever you want to call it do during the holidays but we're just trying to say that ours is, is probably a little bit different yeah. um, in the sense that we really really want there to be a focus where players are coming and yeah they're, they're coming to enjoy it and to, to kick the ball around and play but it's also about them learning something that they might yeah. not learn in another camp or a clinic yeah. or whatever you want to call it probably, yeah. so there's still a lot of detail and a lot of coaching in every camp that we do we try and we really try and emphasize that yeah we put a lot of detail into it I mean the last one we did in Sydney was a huge success wasn't it it was really good and I believe it was a success because we sat around this table and we planned it Mm. minute by minute session by session drill by drill and made sure that the players went away with so much information Mm. Um, and I think we also so from from the players part it's also about letting them know that when they do sign up to the camp and they come and train like they have to be willing to come and be challenged yeah that's not going to be just three four hours of easy football no you want them to be challenged to learn new things and and to yeah to just try and be nice and and professional and really really enjoy it but again learn 100 percent. so people of australia i'm going to open this out to everyone in australia 
obviously the the next camp is in Melbourne but if you want to travel because we, we will guarantee that, that, that you will enjoy it you'll get at least a few things out of it you know we, we, we're confident of that so if you feel like you want to travel and you're listening to this right now whether you're a parent or player let's get onto our website we we limit our spots to 16 players per coach and yeah. we've got us three and Jordan so as you're, as you're aware there there's not that many spaces available um, so get on it as quick as you can guys we're looking forward to working with you can guys can I just say something yeah. added to that There's so we have obviously something in the works that we're not going to announce just yet Yeah. but for people of Melbourne and all over Australia it would be really good if they can get down to the camp and and that way we get we can get to know them and, and know names and start seeing a few players because we are working on something special for for all of the footballers in Australia. So yeah. just just a little bit of an invitation if if you want to come down and get to know 100%. us, we can get to know you and it might be beneficial for you a couple of weeks down the road. Love that, down the road. love that, Jules. And, and because the camps are three four hours long, it gives us a great chance to really get to know the mm-hmm. parents and players. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the format that we had for this last camp, the Sydney one, yeah, it was good. I think we've kind of figured out what what, what, works. what works. And yeah, it, yeah. that's where that's where what we do is a little bit different because we're there's actually a purpose of of everything that we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? This time I think we've hired a um, translator for Shane because the kids just can't understand it. You know? Every every kid could understand it. Football is just an international language. Yeah, actually. football football speaks the one language. <laughs> Love it, Sharon. But we're we're the plans are to hit um, America as well. Yeah, is that oh, in the works? It's in the works. She's just announced it. Just dropping the lines. Dropping it. We're in the works. Like I said, the three of us are getting together a lot, and our plan is to definitely not just do one area in America next year but travel and do at least two or three so won't get into that today but there's a lot going to be happening in 2019 and the three of us are going to smash it <laughs> that's the plan Melbourne, get amongst it yeah get amongst it guys buzz jump it. on the website jump on the Instagram hopefully guys um, click over to episode 4 if you haven't already listened to it by the way we talk about um, how important parents play in, in a role of, of, of young players making it professional so make sure you listen to episode 4 and today we're going to talk um, we're going to talk about quite a few different things obviously sometimes we get sidetracked don't we boys That's yeah right. and then obviously at the end we'll do a few shout outs as well because when we do training sessions during the week we have our players mentioning a few things and asking us to answer their questions and we might do it on this podcast then yeah I love it I've seen the Instagram story he's yeah. trying to rip me step over Oh, no. <laughs> let's talk about like, that I've seen that like 4.30 this morning when I woke up i seen this I was like oh, they're at it again <laughs> guys please go over to Instagram or Facebook and just have a look at the state of Shane's step over <laughs> mate it looks like he's stepping over a, tr- a tripod <laughs> uh, just on that guys um, myself Shane and Jules we did a, a really professional shoot with Goal.com and FIFA which can you believe are actually working with with brands that, you know FIFA that's huge to be fair when I was there that morning coaching and that was like so professional what oh. they, they had like sort like cameras that you'd see you know like in the movies and stuff like that usually have like maybe one or two guys with just the camera to can hold but these yeah. had like yeah. the full setup it was mad wasn't it yeah it was really good it was really cool um, that day actually you know when you have those little moments where you're like you know what we're we must be doing something right that day was definitely for me I was like 
mm. we're doing well boys you know like um, and, and, and we, we've been waiting maybe two weeks for the edit because uh, it had to be approved by FIFA but that is seriously we throw out thousands of videos a week that is seriously my favourite video because it just gives away everything and what, what we're about um, mm. and it's all captured in a two minute video I'll, I'm going to post it on YouTube anyway they, they've allowed me to post it on YouTube so um, great edit the only thing that was bad about it was Shane Steckover <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair to be fair what? I, I even I bandered myself when the first scene, yeah, you know, as and, as then, as well, and then you two were coming at me, and it's like, boys, it doesn't matter me, you know. I mean, it was only banter. Oh, I mean, skills is not who you are as a player, though, is it? No, never. You never. just spray diags and water. Just get on it and just move it about. You know what I mean? That's it. Don't but Chad, shout out to Chad from Goal.com. Uh, he was the one that, that that hooked us up. So Chad, if you're listening, top man. Appreciate we we appreciate the opportunities. Uh, but even he replied to our story yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Ham and Shane saying that was the only skill that we had on the day I was like oh. I'm a chat yeah keep it in keep and that was a real skill when he sees one absolute over the gate step up yeah massive how's it he flex on it last time we did a step up around you <laughs> love it Shane up love it Shane up oh, that's class it was, it was class it was unbelievable uh, Jules what's going on nothing mate just Trying to get back into coaching, aren't I? A little bit, don't you? Yeah. Nah, it's alright. We're getting there. Missing, getting a bit missing football, though. Yeah, massively. Foot. I was talking to you on the way here. I'm just missing, missing a lot, playing and coaching. Yeah. Um, nah, but it's all good now. I'm over it. Just gotta, yeah. just gotta recover from the yeah. bed now. Love that. Um, Lee made me walk about six <laughs> kilometers yesterday from the parking spot to the ground. <laughs> Losing it. Um. I've got I've got uh, some good questions actually today. You boys feel free to throw in some questions in the mix. Obviously, this is where we normally do a diag and it just goes absolutely <laughs> yeah. on a different track. I got I got a question for you two and I'll answer it as well. Um, for any players that are listening out there or pair uh, coaches, yeah, mainly for players. Um, Shane, for you as a player now, not a coach, because obviously the three of us play or still play or have played at a good level. Yeah. What are the top three attributes for any position we'll take out a goalkeeper? So for any position that you feel as a player that you need to have top three, what are they? Technical attributes, what what, what are yours? So for example, yeah, cro- yeah. crossing, dribbling, like what, what do you feel like a player needs to have regardless of their position? Beating, first thing, they have to have a good first touch. So I want you to go three, two, one. As in one being the main thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. um, Third. Most, I think in the game now, I think massive emphasis now is on 1v1s. So you must be able to deal with having in a 1v1 where either you're trying to hold the ball or else you're trying to beat someone in a, in a position. So I'll go three and that. And must be able to maintain possession. So short passing, long passing. You're gonna put pass in his two. Yeah. Yeah. And then one is first touch. You must have a good first touch. You put what first touch most important. Because everything you do is based off that after you get your first touch on the ball. So you, you can't run with the ball unless it's a good first touch. You can't pass it unless you have a good first touch. So for me, I think big thing in the game is your first touch must must be good because it allows you then to to do everything else in the game. Love that. Yours. Third. Um. Third one, 
it's not so much a technical attribute, but understanding of the game. So like, especially awareness of space and time. Yeah. Mm. Do I have time? It's not the space. I knew Jules wouldn't, wouldn't you know, <laughs> I knew Jules wouldn't admire the question. <laughs> what do you mean? Wouldn't admire well, it's not a technical attribute. It's not awareness, is it? Oh, so you say, is it only technical? Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. But we see what you're getting at. Vision. I'll start again. It, yeah. No, it's good. Go on. Sorry. Um, I and then the, honestly, the other two, I'll go with the same machine. So second, passing. Yeah. Especially, especially at least short passing. For me, I always tell my clients I need to be able to pass short distances with both left and right foot mm. at least mm. everything else that's longer you probably mostly do with your strong foot I think that comes into ball striking as well doesn't it mm. anything passing maybe would you say passing comes into uh, same bracket as ball striking as well yeah to an extent yeah Yeah, I think to an extent too but like anything inside of the foot ideally you need to be able to do with both feet I think yeah and then first touch of course you number one. Yeah, first touch. Mine's sure. different. Well, when I'm coaching, I do be always kind of because everything you do, whether it's shooting, crossing, passing, anything you do with the clients or with the players that you work with, mm-hmm. and it's all like, I just find that it's just all so revolved around the first touch, and if they're in putting in good positions to actually do what they want to do, you know 100%. what I mean? And if you, even every like the best strikers in the world, their first touch is what what makes them the best striker, you know what I mean? Because well, they're putting in position that they can finish. But any position, like, it doesn't matter what position you play at, your first touch is going to ideally dictate yeah. how much time you have to then do whatever you want to do next, dribble, pass, shoot, yeah, whatever that, it is. That first touch on the ball is, is the most important in what you what you what you're Martin, to Martin's do. a bit different, you know, boys. Go on then, laser, give us a... Yeah? You boys have gone... Blast them out. So you, you said similar, yeah? Yeah. But you said vision awareness obviously is massive. Hmm. Massive part of the game. Um, technical attributes. Three to one is is, is is hard to do. You would put them pretty much in the same bracket as of importance. Would you say? Hmm. Uh, for me though, I would I would say um, I would go passing third. So so passing slash if I'm I'm going to be greedy, ball striking probably put it in the same bracket. Um, obviously, a big part of the game, modern game now, is to keep possession of the ball. Um, most managers now they try and have that philosophy of possession based play you know um, so passing is, is a big part of the game accuracy of your passing weight of pass distance both feet yeah. different types of passes uh, second I would go you're probably going to disagree with this boys, but I'm going to go I'm going to go first touch mm-hmm. uh, obviously first touch is, is, is we, you've covered that boys we know how important first touch is I think something we haven't touched on is how important your body position is for the first touch yeah. you know I think you mentioned good strikers being able to set themselves up to get a finish off I mean a big part of that is body position but the the, the, the top one for me I think is um, heading <laughs> tackling <laughs> just, just tackling booting it <laughs> nah <laughs> uh, nah not heading uh, the biggest one for me I feel is is, is one on one uh, your ability in a one-on-one situation, whether you're attacking or defending. Um, yeah. So that that was my number three. Yeah, I'm putting. So it just, just like so, when people hear one-on-one, that means like you know when you do one-on-one drills, that's not what I kind yeah. of mean. You, it just means that you need to be able to to deal with having someone yeah, on your or, so. or, or go yeah. and beat someone one-on-one. Yeah. You know because that's the way the game's gone. Then yeah. you, you must back yourself. You must be able 100%. to do more than just. I think one, one, I agree with what you said exactly, just adding a little bit more to it, which is, I think everyone thinks 1v1 means 
let's just immediately think of like Messi, Hazard, yeah. Neymar, where it's receiving and beating a player. Yeah. But think yeah. of players like Xavi or, or like Pilo who don't exactly take players on with a step over a move or whatever yeah. so it is. It's just literally retaining possession when under pressure. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it might be a case of I get the ball played into the middle and I get pressed straight away. How do I protect the ball? How do I turn out of that pressure and then keep it? It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to beat the defender. Yeah. It just means that the defender doesn't take the ball off me, which means most of the time I've won my battle against the defender. Yeah, the reason why I chose that, whether you're an attacker or a defender, is I feel like all over the park you're going to have a battle. 100%. Every player is going to have an individual battle. Uh, I might even put like 2v2s and 3v3s into that bracket as well because one-on-one doesn't necessarily mean you know you against your opponent it could also mean that say you're playing left back Shane you're having a battle with the right winger mm-hmm. how do I as a centre half position myself as well to cover you yeah. so like having that ability and positional sense as well awareness of the game but I just feel like the reason why I chose one-on-one as one of the most important things is because if you look at the modern game players that have mastered that that technique of stopping attackers or beating players yeah those are the players that get sold for 100 million plus you know Definitely. players that have mastered going past the defender with ease using different skills body feints you know you look, let's look at Messi who's for me the greatest of all time he just he doesn't really use crazy extravagant skills he uses the same thing over and over but he's mastered he's mastered the way of affecting defenders and going around them mm. um, I think that's the key term that we always <coughs> use affected defender yeah, yeah, affect yeah. defenders defender or defenders you know unless, if you were to put all three together to be in that one on one situation first you're going to have to receive a pass mm. second you're going to have to have a good first touch be yeah. in a good body position and then third now you're one on one with the player yeah one thing when you're watching Messi though comes back to first he always puts his first touch like it's in a good position but it's just that like little bit too far away from, or a little bit too far from the defender that he can get so he's literally always on that line and that's why when he flicks by and you see him like he can go by six and seven players because he's and they're just like snapping at him but he just has that like that distance between his body and, and that defender down to a tee you know what I mean? and he's just flick, he just flicks away one touch flick him around it's unbelievable just on that you know, obviously, in our sessions, we do a lot of speed and agility. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did my A license, there was a lot of um, discussion about speed and agility, and you know what it what it possesses. What is speed and agility? We do it a lot, and I know there's a lot of coaches out there that don't agree with like ladder work, etc. Yeah. They don't do it, and we see it firsthand when we have a brand new player come to us, and they're they're, they're very heavy on their feet; they're on their heels a lot. Yeah we will then literally put so much emphasis on move your feet quicker lighter on your feet because how important is being able to move your feet quicker and work in tight situations for all those three things that we just mentioned Mm. to improve yeah how many players do do we work with where we literally like right you need to move your feet quicker you're very heavy on your on your feet so then when it comes to one-on-one attacking or one-on-one defending they get caught on their heels yeah you know and, and, and um, I think that's a good discussion to have as well is speed and agility is not a technical attribute but we believe in it a lot well I, I do I do 
Yeah, yeah I think it's massive. I think spirit and agility also has to do with coordination. Yeah. And coordination, is a, coordination and balance is a massive part of football. In everything that you do, how you strike a ball, how you control a ball, how mm. you move without the ball. Most players need a certain level of coordination to be able to, to move together. There needs to be a balance between, obviously, your brain, your body, and your feet as much as possible. Yeah. And if you think of players like, again, we always touch on the top players like Hazard, Messi, De Bruyne, Neymar. Neymar. You just see that they have this balance and this coordination in every movement that they do. They're like not really ever kind of falling over or lose control of the ball too easily. I think that's that's part of that. Yeah, the base. Um, um, sorry, now going. No, that's what I was going to say. The base from when I'm coaching the player, I was saying the two the two things that you need to have is good footwork like Lazer's just said and for me we just said it there a little bit as well was balance as well if you if you don't have good balance then everything becomes a lot harder for you to do so as a player that's vital to have mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I know we we talked about this in the early one of the early podcasts when I said and he's, he's bantered me sorry lads yeah. <laughs> the missus yeah. texting me should be on silent and, and he's bantered me but <laughs> it's because of something that I done when I was younger. I find that that when helped me was gymnastics because that gave me. <laughs> no, I, I know he's going to abandon me, but nah, nah. give but, us a four roll, Shane. But at the end of the day, you we we you see nah, some yeah, players yeah, yeah. and if you put a balance pad and they try to stand on the balance pad, they can't do it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's something you have to have in your game because if you don't go balance, then it's everything else becomes a lot harder. Right? If you if you because you're always one side or the other. Question. Just just on that on balance, you go question next. Anyway, Jim asks what's ball. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you actually kick a ball, mm. what are you doing? Single leg balance. Single leg. So when you actually plant your, your standing foot, whether it's right or left, you're on one leg. Mm. So if your balance is poor, more than likely your striking of the ball is gonna be poor. Yeah. That's something Definitely. that is massive why that's a massive part that we work on is balance. And particularly single leg like on a single, single leg, leg, yeah. That's um, positioning. Before all of our sessions, players have to do it themselves, whether we've got it planned in the session or not. Mm-hmm. Um, big, big part. Uh, just before you ask your question, Jules, I am slow as running in a straight line. Yeah. Slug. Slug. Caravan. <laughs> Towing a caravan. Um, but the boys will back me up here, you know, with the ladder drills or quick feet, I've got okay feet. Yeah. So yeah. we believe. Uh, no, right. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not too bad, Sharon. No, you're okay. Good. Okay. Go for an old man. Okay. I'm quicker than you. Go for an old man. I got quicker feet than you, Shane. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. What's the first thing you than me? Bloody hell, I do mine. No, mate. My feet are phenomenal. But quick feet, speed, and agility can be trained. Speed is something that can you can improve on, but that that's that's difficult because I believe you're born with speed. Mm. Yes, there is coaches out there that can fix your technique and definitely get you maybe five to ten percent quicker. But you're born with speed. Would you agree with that, Shane? Or yeah. But, but when when people say like I know you can improve speed but that's like sprinting like sprinting yeah. as a different positions like obviously require that but um, there's a difference between being fast and then being fast with the ball so yeah, yeah like, you know what I mean like, the question you're going was it going on what was your question Jill? sorry I brought it across you um, I was just going to ask because talking about I was going to say about how we work on the speed agility and, and we get a lot of players that do spring training yeah yeah what are your thoughts on doing spring training 
and how that can be transferable into an actual football situation or a football game. Does it really have value or should... Do you believe in that most of the training, whether it's sprint, whether it's uh, quick feet, whatever, must be done within the same football environment? Good question. Yeah, go ahead there, Lisa. Me first. Yeah. I've, you're itching, you're itching, and yeah. different cultures have different views yeah, on this I, My opinion is I believe every footballer should work on their speed. I wish that's something that I should have addressed when I was playing because you look at the modern game, there's let's look at Mbappe take away his speed let's give him FIFA speeds Mertesacker 41 right he 41 I don't know what Mertesacker is but he's slow um, is he the same player no let's take away Messi's speed still probably going to be a great player because he's clever but, 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 natural but, speed. but the thing is yeah, it, I know. is Messi in a straight line is he very very quick yeah Mbappe would burn him yeah, 100% I think Ronaldo would burn him but too, again that could, but then it comes back to Messi with the ball yeah if you ask him to turn Mbappe L- to turn listen to, it's him. a good question Jules and what I always say to players is you don't need speed I don't think hmm. you need to be clever you need to be smart if you have speed it is a huge huge bonus don't get me wrong and it's definitely something that you can work on and develop you can develop your technique there's coaches out there I know there's a very good coach in Australia uh, Roger Fabry I'm sure you wouldn't mind me mentioning he's a very very good sprint coach and would make you faster mm-hmm. um, I don't know enough in terms of the sprinting mechanics um, yeah I mean neither. I was just more uh, of an opinion than anything but you know my opinion might be different to yours Jules yours Shane I, I think that if you can get faster why, why wouldn't you work on that? Well, that's what I was going to say. There's no negative of doing that, but then you've got to, you've got to be doing the same with the ball as well. Do you know what I mean? Don't be just working on the same. Like four nights a week, just sprinting in the 100 meters. Yeah, that's right. And what then doing happen. one night with the ball. Yeah, yeah. But even when I was watching him, you you said ball, right? But he went to the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. Um, where, 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 this could get heated. No, <laughs> so... When I was watching him, right, I, don't, I, I was watching, I think I watched one game, I don't know, if, I watched a bit of the highlights, but he's the quickest man in the world, yeah, fastest man on the planet, yeah. he's won how many gold medals, mm-hmm. yeah. but the thing with him, he didn't, no, to me, no one came to him and said, you need to use what you've got a lot better, because I've seen him coming and trying to drop in and get a ball and stuff like that, trying to get on the ball. He couldn't it, do it. And that's why it kind of, to me, it looked like he was miles off it, which... He is because he's not obviously not a footballer. But why wasn't he? If he just if someone sits him down and says, just play to your strengths and try and hang off that shoulder and get them balls down the side where he can actually open his legs, then he can actually use them. And it's like in, in anything, you've got it. You've got to be able to adapt your game to what what. But that's what, what you can do. But that's what I was saying right at the start with your first first question about technical attributes. Obviously, it wasn't a technical attribute understanding of space and time yeah. yeah, his speed has no value if he doesn't have any understanding of how he has to move to use it oh. yeah and, and that's what it looked Jules, like that's what, what a line that is <laughs> I'm going to put that on Instagram and, that, and that's what it looked like to me it was like yeah. and again going back to actual footballers now sorry uh, Bolt um, yeah. Mbappe obviously lining but he knows he understands the game 100% yeah. French national is a World Cup winner so he knows what to do with that speed on and off the ball Yeah. so that's why I say like Yes, I agree. If you can train speed, do it. No, the, be- the, the faster you are, the better. Or any other attribute that you can train, you should always strive to get better. But there's no point if 
you're technically not good enough and you don't even have an understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Uh, it, I think it's just two, they're in two different lanes. Yeah. Mm. Speed and then speed with the ball is just completely different. Oh, and I think you can't use you can't use a better example of Usain Bolt. Mm. You know, um, it's obviously been a huge talking point of Australia, uh, Usain Bolt. But that is a great example that you can't just be super fast and, and get away with playing at the top level. No, it doesn't. Um, let you know. I would love to work with Usain Bolt you know try and improve his, his, his first touch and his ability with the ball like Shane said if if um, you need you could be 100 miles per hour running without a ball but give someone a football at their feet try and do the same touch like a trampoline it's, it's, it's completely different and that, that's why for me when you watch Messi run with the ball there's no player that even comes close to how fast he can run with the ball and keep it so close mm-hmm. is is. I don't think anyone even comes close to that. Mm. Um, and and you know that for any kids out there that, that are listening or any players, you need to like Jules said that for me Jules is the best line that you could have said because you have to have the understanding of how you can use your speed yeah. to be effective in your team. Yeah. Um, it's as simple as that. And if if you've got speed but no ability with the ball, you're not going to be able to use it. it but in Mbappe he. He yeah. he's got that understanding because yeah, he's he's lightning. Imagine work. Imagine marking Mbappe. Yeah. But he's lightning. But he come, he'll drag it in and he come and get that yeah, bounce and then he spin and he go. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he's obviously he's probably one of the best players. But he is one of the best players. Yeah. But he's technically good as well. But he understands how he can use that that thing that he has on his opponents. He has to affect the defender. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then you use your speed. Mm. Where it's you gotta move the defender, then you go into the space or whatever. It always goes off on a diagonal too. We end up talking about speed. That <laughs> put up the question there. That no, was it's good, it's good. That was brilliant. That that was really good. Um, I, I I do wish in my career that I always had that actually had pace though. But what, what positions do you think it's important that you must be fast? Because I've been a midfielder all my life. Don't I don't think you need it for midfield. I'm not. Again, I'm not. Stick me in a hundred meter. <laughs> in a line and could be two or three minutes to get there but stick me with a ball I fancy that I'm quite quick with a ball because yeah. that's what I've always trained you know what I mean yeah. and then yeah. first couple of steps is where you can get away from a player in the midfield and then maybe yeah. play or um, strike good question Shane I would say it's a great bonus to be fast if you're a wide player um, fullback centre halves goalkeeper <laughs> goalkeeper <laughs> rapping <laughs> no I think <clears throat> And then oh, obviously number nine. The, as big, well. the biggest one's probably fullback, wasn't it? Uh, I was going to say fullback. Yeah, it's got to be the fullback. modern game fullback. Oh. Your fullbacks is because even when you're on oh, yeah, I'm a fullback lad. <laughs> <laughs> but even when you're on FIFA, <laughs> when, when you're on the scene on FIFA, boy, I'm faster yeah. than Chris Lindsay. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but what about North Shimano's fullbacks? Right back, Lino oh, Jones, left wow. back, Lino. Flash fullbacks in Ashford. Oh, speed, slugs. So technique ninety nine, speed nine. Work rate four. <laughs> four. <laughs> what are you Training sessions a year two. Oh, <laughs> getting hammered in, you know. Getting hammered in. Oh, good banner, lads. Good banner. Faster than you, Shane. No, we we got it. How's take your shoes? I can't really. Oh, spewing. Oh, we did a great challenge yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, it was a bit bad. Oh, yeah, anything to do with goalkeeping, I think I, I, I knew I was going to lose. <laughs> You're I'm still guessing at Shane's shots now. 
Uh, Shaz, what are you doing for uh, Loz's birthday this Friday? Loz is uh, Shaz's missus, by the way. Loz, how are we? Tough girl, Loz. Don't call her Loz. Call her Laura. Why just, just not? Loz. Why is it within the name? But that's but were you were you just were you just just made up a random name? Loz, she's Aussie. Yeah, I know her. Ah, uh, Loz, her, Loz, isn't it? Her schoolmates call her that. I don't know. I just there you go. Anyway, what? What's her pet name? What do you call her as a boyfriend? What do you call her? No, I call her Lou. Bubs. Lou. Bubs. Nah, leave that thing. Bubs, yeah. <laughs> yes, Bubs. I've told you the story <laughs> by one of Nah, nah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Cook can't even speak. Well, no, I'm just going to go back down. Um, You're going camera. We're yeah. going back to camera on Friday. Oh, yeah. So, we go. Snooze. What are you boys up to this weekend then? Um, I don't know, I was just saying to Shane, maybe I might get out on a belt for the first time since my injury. Ping a few diets, maybe. Yeah, just get that boot. Get that boot off. Need new Oh, actually, get I've the surfboard. I've got a christening. Uh, not a christening. Uh, an engagement party. That's oh, right. Saturday. Apparently, one of the boys from the goalkeeper from Rotterdam. Shout out to Has. Kick congrats on him. To him and his missus. Congrats, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike. But yeah, Tom goalkeeper, by the way. But we've been planning it, boys. We do need to get go for an old surf. Oh, that is yeah. definitely going to get videoed for YouTube. I don't think one of us will catch a wave, but. Oh, yeah. See the shark, by the way, they got. Oh, from Maru- the, it was in Maruba. Maruba. It was a little small. Small? Are you mad? No, it was, it was like both four points. It was like massive. Apparently. Oh, I think it must have been a different one. I was looking. No, at. no, it was all over the great white. Really? Massive, yeah. Where? In Maruba. Where's Maruba? That's on the east. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did it? Did it get someone? Apparently, the fin was. No, some guy huge. caught it. Yeah, he caught it. I'll show you the Jeez. photo after this. Apparently, it was massive. Uh, I, I don't know, probably trying to get on the golf tee this weekend, Shane. Oliver. Shock. Yeah, love it. Love a bit of golf, you know what I mean? What a, what a game, golf is. Unbelievable. Oh, oh, oh you Friday night skins this week? Ah, uh, depends, I see. I was looking I was looking at clubs last night and stuff. Like, new was bag, really? new bag, new driver. What? <laughs> Theodora? <laughs> nah, I've got the, I've got the boogie game now. Oh, the boogie. Friday night skins, it is then. Yeah, it is. What's Friday night skins? Oh, don't, let's not get into that. Oh, okay. Just golf, mate. Golf talk. Not interested in Well, do you like golf? Nah, don't Exactly, then what we're not going to bore you with. Golf and snooker and football. That's it. Don't fancy free. Lads, I think we're going to finish the podcast with a bit of bands. Go on, With a bit of bands. What have you got? All three of us have to tell a short but crazy or funny moment in your career. I've got absolutely loads, but I'm going to pick one that's... Does it have to be about football? No, mine's going to be about football, but um, it, it, it was possibly one of the funniest things I've ever been involved in, but I'm going to have to <laughs> try and tell the story without swearing. Um, but yeah, I think we should finish the podcast with that and right. a few shout outs and then we're done, lads. Yeah, lead us on then. Lead you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. No, I want go you to go first. No, you go ahead. Shouts. You go ahead. Do you want me to go first? Oh, Tom, mine's not that good, but it just came to me. Go on, is head. it from Colombia? Nah, no, it's, it's from here. Yeah, it's from here, go on. If I wasn't from Colombia, I'd have to tell him in Spanish. Go on then. Um, when was it? About three years ago. I was playing for Rotomy Lions as well. I try not to mention any names. Yeah, okay. Um, was <sighs> Nothing wrong with mentioning names. Yeah, everyone would actually be alright with it anyway. It'd be alright. We were, um, we had, oh, actually, it was, you know what year that was, Lee? The year that you guys batted us 5 0 when you were playing for North Shore. Anyway, we weren't getting into it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Moving on. And we had, what was that about? It was like three years ago, yeah, it was finals football, and I think you guys were starting the grand final, and we had a game against Seals Brumbies in like the semis. Yeah. And basically, since we've, we've just been going downhill since then, and training had been like average, everyone was just barking at each other, and it, just, yeah. it was a bit of a crap environment. Anyway, training, last training session between the semis against Seals Brumbies, 
got playing a little possession game now. The coach at the time had a nice habit of just trying to pump everyone up during the possession game. Yeah. And just he'd give the wrong calls, ball would go out, and he'd just give it to the other team, and everyone was just starting to lose it. And my current coach now basically lost it at one of the players, and he literally went, just got into a little bit of a scuffle. <laughs> he went to stand up to him, pushes off his chest, bounces off his chest onto the ground and straight back up like a little trampoline. <laughs> and he just goes, what's up, mate? <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. He trained for about 10 minutes. Coach sent us home. Done. How's your training session before the semis? Wow. We trained for 10 minutes and went home. Did you win? No, we got mad at three. No wonder. Beautiful. <laughs> poor, poor preparation for that. Yeah, wow. you, I'll never forget this. We still oh, talk about it with the boys. It's, still one, it's just one of our moments you have to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ireland. Are you going next show? Yeah, I'll tell oh, you what. Shit. I've got some very good stories on him. Like, like team trips. Like trips. Yeah. End of season trip, Christmas parties. I could, could be here all day. Man, keep how, it wild, game, keep how, it clean, how wild are they? How wild are they? No, no. No, I'm not gonna, that's why I'm not going to speak. End of season that. trip is just it's outrageous. So many funny stories from that. The end of season trip this year was phenomenal with Parramatta. <laughs> go on, go on. Shut. Oh, my keep, story keep will be. PG. Nah, this was this was just happened actually. My first ever football game in Australia, and um, I was about two months off the plane. Didn't really know anyone, and um, I got I got asked to play a game in Canberra. Yeah, well then, too many names. Anyway, I was playing the game, first game. Didn't really know what to expect. Kind of doing a few training sessions. Like the lads seemed alright. Didn't know the standard. Anyway, <laughs> within about. 15 minutes of the first half, right? Like I got the ball and this guy came and he absolutely cut me in two with a tackle. <laughs> like cut me in two, right? And I looked like the ref didn't even bat an eyelid at this tackle. And like I was on their sideline and I got up and I got like an absolute mouthful of abuse from their whole touchline. I was like, what the hell? Like, what? And they were calling me, they knew I was Irish, they knew like I was getting abused. <laughs> and me, I just laughed that off because you get you get used to it, and um, and then another five minutes later, I was coming up the same touchline. The same guy came in, same again, like knee high tackle, like and I I jumped over oh, it, it, I jumped over it, and then I kind of kind of fell into this sideline. One of their guys on the bench pushed me back to the ground, and then I was Jesus. like, I was like, right, well, I can't. I keep going. It's like, so I got up there and I was like, what's going on here? Like the ref was doing nothing. But I was obviously getting kind of attacked here. I, I felt I was getting Must attacked. have been gaffing it, lad. Yeah, I was. Good game. But yeah, I was doing all right. And um, so a guy pushed, well, he pushed me to the ground. I got up and I kind of gave him like a push back or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then within about five seconds, I seen out of the corner of my eye, two guys had jumped from the from the stands. Jesus. Right, this is my first game, right? Jumped from the stands. One of them got me in a headlock. <laughs> The other, right, and dragged me towards the stands, right, Come and on. the other guy was like throwing digs at my head while I was in a headlock. And this is my first game. Mate? Well, that everybody came in then on the sideline, right, and then my uncle and my two friends from Canberra was in the stands, yeah. and next minute they obviously seen what happened. They were on the pitch, and it was like just a fifty-man. Jesus like royal, gosh. like a royal rumble on the, <laughs> on the sideline. Like there was bodies going everywhere. Everybody was into it. Like and I was like, Stone Cold welcome to the rumble. Yeah, like and this is twenty minutes of my first game in Australia, and I came off that was like the I got, game. I got a six game ban. <laughs> I got a six game ban for that, and I I don't I, honestly I, to this day I do nothing wrong. But 
20 minutes into Australian football, two supporters had me <laughs> against in a headlock. In a headlock. <laughs> You're a big boy, you should punch so me. Yeah. To bring you down. And then, like, my uncle and all his friends, they were all in as well. Like, and it was just a big world rumble, it was banter. But I got in the car then and I was like, Jesus, is this what Australia is about? You know what I mean? 20 minutes in. Like, I think there were six red cards in the game. Wow. It was absolute shambles. Oh, wow. Man. Aussie passion. That's a good little story. But, um, good good yeah. that you kept it PG. Definitely threw a few elbows in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's not in me. Little Conor McGregor. Little. <laughs> you know what I mean? You alright now, Shaz? Yeah. You alright now? Yeah. Oh, I'm just recording. I'm still, still wake up some nights just thinking about it. Just sweating. Mentally scared. Have the sweat some nights <laughs> just thinking I'm in the headlock still. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the arm up. Because, like, I'm twitching up. Yeah. Oh. Nah, no, I don't care. It's all part of the game, isn't it? Shane, yeah. you ready for mine? Go ahead, baby. Mine, mine is banter, lads. I'll try my best to, to tell the story as it was, but mm-hmm. um, oh, this is brilliant. You're gonna absolutely love this one, Shane. Are you gonna snooze it? Or are you gonna? No, I'm gonna try and <laughs> relax yourself. I'm gonna try and keep it short. So basically, when I was a youth player, we had a lot of international players come and try and trial to get in the team. I was playing for Wrexham at the time, and they were in League One, which for people that are listening at the time was was third tier. So Premier League, Championship, League One. And uh, the changing rooms were very close to each other. The training complex is one of the best, by the way. Outstanding, back in the day. And uh, so you had three changing rooms. Right-hand side, youth team, middle dressing room, like the first-year pros, young pros, left changing room, the the main pros. Yeah. And uh, back then, obviously, they they weren't like amazing changing rooms, but they did a job, but they were very narrow and thin. All you need to know is when you close the door, there was no windows, so when you close the door and turn the light off, it is pitch, pitch black, right? No windows in the dressing room? No, and, and the, but the toilets were there, so you do the math. Storage, <laughs> storage cabin you're in there. Yeah, it was bad. It was, storage? It was, it was tight. So, um, basically, every, every, even the youth players, every player had their own little section, though. And, um, and you know, it was all sectioned off, and... One day, we had this American lad on trial, right? And we were we were a close bunch of lads at the time, still close with very a lot of the youth players that I played with, uh, and we had some right characters in our team at the time. A couple of scouse lads who just honestly they were so funny. Um, obviously we weren't earning great money. It was just like a dream to play football every day, and we had players like I said all the time trying to get in our team from America foreign players, everything. This one lad, this American lad, I'll never forget it to this day, he was such a character, right? He, he wanted to just play football so bad, right? Just love it. So we, yeah, so we, we toyed with him a bit. Good attitude. We toyed with him a bit, like right. gave him a few dares and stuff to do. I was editing that, fucking fine. Just keep going. You fucked it there. He listens. Yeah, he does I listen to that, mate. You can't have to edit that. Where was I up to? Um, American boy. He, I just got. He was so passionate. Right? Yeah. He, he was. He was super passionate. Anyway, we had a couple of scouts lads were like daring him to do a few things. He was ready to go to the extreme length <laughs> to try and get this contract right. <laughs> that so that's pretty much where this is heading. Yeah. We played the game of two touch in the changing room where you have to sit on the bench. It was brilliant. Two touch. I would do in Friday mm. sometimes. You get two lives. Shout out to Antoine. Yeah. Shout out to Griezmann. Loves a bit of two touch. And uh, you had two lives, but the consequence was pretty bad. It was very, very heated. If you lost in that game of two-touch, 
you basically had to you had to get in the shower, which was at the end of the dressing room, and the showers was like four of them. They were very close. Turn the lights off, pitch black. Turn the showers on, and then turn the fire light on. And every single person was allowed to have a a, a ping at the players' backside <laughs> in the changing room. What a punishment! That's no, it was bad. If you lost, it was not good, lads. Like size five, full on zing, ten meters out. In a sh- dark shower. Dark shower, bum out, pants off, <laughs> zingage, size five, not good. Mm. Players got clacked in the face. Oh, right. Anyway, our Irish goalkeeper lost and he had screw loose. Vinnie Whelan, his name was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Vinnie he was Whelan. a proper Irish player. <laughs> well. He lost, right? And uh, the, when, when it was his turn, this American lad, when it was his turn, to, to launch the ball or, or strike the ball at Vinny, right? The scouts, he didn't want to do it because he was like, you know, what if I hurt him or I, or I break the light or something and I don't get, he was a good player too. <laughs> no, and he's yeah. like, and I don't get me contract. And the scouts lads in the team were like, throw the frigging ball, man. Like giving him loads, <laughs> like an American accent saying, you've got to do it or you're in the shower and all this, like it went on for half an hour. You've got to do it, you've got to do it. In the end, Scouse lads managed to rattle him up that much that he was gritting his teeth. He was like, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He puts the ball down, Charles. Right. Puts the ball down. He's grinning his teeth and the lads are like, kick the ball, man. Kick the soccer ball. Like, proper cheering him up. He's him like a 10-yard run up, mate. He's sprinting and we're all watching that. He's zinged it. Like, Full on struck this size five, right? And there's a little ledge in front of the shower. It's zing the ledge, hit the light. The light has come off. The light's come off the screws, mate. <laughs> Swung down, bosh, hit Vinny straight in the nose. Oh, wow. Knocked him out. Shut up. Broke no. the light, knocked Vinny out. It's pitch black, mate. Turn the lights on, Vinny is lying down naked in the shower, knocked out. <laughs> oh, and the light is dangling off the roof. We look at the American lad and he's like, hey. <laughs> he's just looking for his passport to get out. Yeah. For a passport to get out. I know his mum, mum, get the house ready, I'm coming back. Lads, in my room. Lads, no, it, get, it gets better, it gets better. The whole dressing room just burst out laughing like like you know when you're hysterically laughing and you can't hold it back yeah. Vinny's naked knocked out in the shower this American lad has broke the light and it's dangling off by the wire wow. by the electrical wires Vinny's like getting soaked the showers are still going <laughs> now, so now Vinny's drowning Vinny's drowning yeah he's drowning and then once once we're all once, once, once the laughter stopped after about 15 minutes we all thought oh god we've broke the light we've got a trial list that's like literally he's, 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 he's about to cry. Was he a good player? Good player. Yeah. He was about to break down and cry. He's like, what have I done? And the scouts lads are like, that's it now, contract's gone. Like they're winding him up. <laughs> oh, they're winding him up like that's, that's it. So oh, no, it gets worse, it gets worse. The scouts lads are like, right, you did it. Go upstairs to the gaffer's office and tell, tell the gaffer what you've done. Vinny is still knocked out in the shower. By the way, he's still just coming round like, and, and, the, oh yeah, and the American lads like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I won't get the contract. And the lads are like, go upstairs, tell the gaffer what you've done. Meanwhile, a couple of the other YTs are trying to fix the light, put it, <laughs> put it back together because we're like, we're going to lose our wages. The gaffer at the time is one of them that you just want to avoid. Like he was, he was mental. Wasn't having any Oi. Anyway, 
after about an hour, we managed to persuade the American lad to go. We couldn't fix the light, it was gone, it was broke. Vinny had managed to finally come round, <laughs> by the way. You're talking around naked. The American lad goes upstairs, gaffes. You're still in the shower? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're out the shower. Goes up, <laughs> knocks on the gaffer's office, mate. Tells the gaffer exactly what she's done. What's happened? Gaffer comes storming down, sees the light dangling, like glass everywhere, broke. Vinny with his dumb out. Vinny, Vinny with his dumb out. Um, and he loses it. He goes, lads, trainers on, meet me by the gate, 15 minutes. That's painful. Yeah, don't be late. Oi, we did so much running. We, he, he was the gaff was in his car and he made us run I'm not even joking <laughs> maybe half a marathon and uh, we got all of us got fined a full week's wages and the lad from America got sent oh, home that is not good oi to this day whenever I see my youth mates we talk about it that's like your boys like, that's like your boys for G oh we, we G him up hard mate it, it was oh it was just ridiculous <laughs> think about football it is a rootless game yeah you know what I mean lads is, I, it, is I, there I, anything worse than being told Get your runners. Oh, no, it's worth He goes, runners on, meet me at the gate, 15 minutes. Yeah, especially in pre-season. It's like, oh, is it runners, runners or boots? boots? Just runners. Oh. Yeah, we got fined two, uh, two weeks wages, which, which was probably about 100 pounds. <laughs> hey, that meant a lot to us back in the day. 100%. Yeah, guys, sorry if I bored anyone there. Probably clicked off, but yeah. honestly... <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I love that. No, that's, that's, that's a good, a good story. story. Shout out to uh, Vinny. Shout out to oh, Vinny. Vinny. I hope you're out of shower now, Vinny. Oh, no, mate. It was still in, uh, was still oh, trying to fix that light or Exxon. I heard. I, I was just laughing at the Scouse lads, like, throw the soccer ball, man. Like, give him an American accent. Just do me. Is that the end of our podcast, Shane? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to me, um, to me best mate, Danny. Over in New Zealand, he, I was just speaking to him just now. He said that he's always listening. Yeah, what a man! Top lad, top baller as well. Left foot, yeah, absolute wand. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's a great lad. Yeah. Turn on the New Zealand. Jules, I think the, I'll, I'll be doing this should be something we do all time. Shout outs, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Dan. Julie, um, no, I shout out to um, Eddie in Melbourne. Yeah. I know he's an avid listener. I went to school with him, primary school, in year five and year six. Legend, okay. shout out. Top man, Eddie. My shout out this week goes to uh, DG3 Soccer. Oh, big Danny from us. Danny Goldaya. Nah, um, do you know what, boys? Banter aside. Pecker's uh, Dan. Yeah, loves it. Nah, banter aside, he has got an unbelievable knack of just working Instagram. Yeah. The guy's on like 82,000 followers already. So, uh, But yeah, nah, I just want to shout out to Dan because uh, went through a lot of rubbish with his old account, which had 450,000. When I was in America, he was going through a lot of stress there, but now he's managed to build his account up in a jiffy. Uh, 82,000 followers. Shout out to Danny for listening. Your barnet is still absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Uh, and your left foot is not as good as mine. But uh, hopefully the boys look forward to meeting you when you come to Australia. The wife's just walked through the yeah, door. Like we're that. about to... I literally saw that door opening on his own. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? Ziggy's going crazy, so we're going to end the podcast there. Make sure you tune in to episode six. Peace from myself, Jonah. Shane up. Shane up. Catch us again next week. Thanks for listening. Legends, Legends, you guys. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. Peace. Ciao. Yes, guys. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms at Jonah101FootballTraining. And don't forget to tune in to next week's podcast. <laughs>